Good morning, Rabbi Sai. We will start off with a capital film, capital kuf lamed. Mechaye mesim berachamim. Rabin. Soy mechnoiflim. Veroifechoilim. Umatirasurim. To think about it. Four year old girl that her parents were killed in front of her eyes. Right now, she's below the ground with strangers that she doesn't know. For over a month, and we got a daven for the 5,000 injured, for those who are nifter, for the chayilim who are right now, as we speak, we have a schos to learn Torah when the people in their country, in Eretz Yisrael, in our country, are asleep, usually, at this time. We, in Chutzlar, it's to learn Torah in their schos and say some tehillim. So we'll say it together. B'kavano. Shir hamalois mi mamakim krosicho adinoi adinoi shimo vikoili yenoz dogashu voice lukoida hanunoi imavoinoi sishmorio adinoi mi amoid kim khas di khol imanti vorei kivisi adinoi kivson abshi vilidivoroi khalti nafshi ladinoi mi shirim laboike shirim laboike Yahel Israel El Adinoi, Kim Adinoi Achesed, Barbeimoi, Fedus, Vuhu Yves Israel, Mikhail Abanisov, Achenu Kobes Israel, and Sudan with sorrow, Beshivio, Hoim Din Bebayom, Ubebayabosho, Amokim Rahimalev, Timitor, Rabaho, Mavil Loro, Umishibu the Gulo, Hashtabagalov's man, Korim, Maromain. The sheer is dedicated to the schus of the Chayalim, of those who are kidnapped. Those who are captured, those who need a refuge, shleima, beruchnius, vigashmius, but how do you say it? And um, up here, emotionally and physically, mishpachas who need a lot of help. So um, we'll read a couple of emails here. This one is from Aaron Erps. After spending showers with the family, friends, friends asked me, "What was the highlight?" I say the entire Shabbos was a massive burning fire. The unity was not shaykh. I'll take out a 30-year mortgage to be part of the Shabbos. From the beginning until after the recruiting phone calls. We did recruiting phone calls. I mentioned it. Probably like two, 300 people sitting in the room making phone calls is unbelievable. I'll say one thing that I thought I'd be smiling the whole Shabbos. I love every speaker, Rabbi and others. But Rabbi Rabbi Shushan Shmuz got me to cry in public. As well, once again, when Rebelli spoke by the sea, I had tears down my cheeks again. For those who were there would understand. After falling in love with the Shir, next step is to get others to join. So through talking to some friends and through shoving free Gemaras into people's hands, I've gotten over 20 people to join and counting. Now here's the interesting part. When Yavamas came around, I did fall off. One day, one of my friends tells me, you know that I owe you a huge thank you. I ask him, for what? He says, we're getting me to free Gemara, and I'm doing the daf since. Then came his question that hit me. Are you still doing the daf with the rebelli? I'll admit I lied. Oh, for sure, I said. I got to say now, it was the best lie I've ever said because that got me thinking, how can I get people to join and me, myself, fall off the bandwagon? You know, literally in the last, I want to say, week, five, six people told me the same exact thing, that they fell off the bandwagon and the person that saved them was the person that they got to join the DAF. It's another good reason to get people to join. And I told them, and I said this again, it's an upshad in 
mitzvah gereris mitzvah. You do a mitzvah and it's gerer you. It schleps you back in. You do that mitzvah, that person comes and saves you, pulls you out of the cesspool or whatever you are. Guess what? And I only got back on. I continue, went back to catch up on my own time after doing the daily daf. Now, as always, I had the excuse of I've got no time. So I started wake up earlier about four in the morning. Since the day isn't long enough, I got rid of Netflix. So I have more time. I do some catching up in that time. Yes, through so much extra time, I was able to finish finish shots. Besides from my daily life, you're the rebellion. As your life changed, yes, I do make less money these days. Is this some kind of joke? <laughs> these days, Baruch Hashem, pressure and worry about Parnassah. I left that out of my daily schedule. Sometimes all one needs is a little bit of patience and some sacrifice. The way Aaron Akoyin did it, be successful in all that you do, you think you do, you think and do. And healthy, wealthy, Yiddish Nachas, Roli Kids, and Talmidim, Yitamitz, and Rosh Hashanah, Daf, Bays, Aaron Herbs. I got this, I, I put this email in, I got this today, because uh, my son, who's probably going to show up any minute, maybe he's here, maybe not, Oh, and his friend, Yonatan and Ilan, we went on a special trip, a father-son trip, and he invited some friends. I'm not going to tell you where, but maybe through this email, you'll figure it out. Dear Aveli, um, I must join the countless others in saying that your sheer and the dev has changed my life immeasurably for the better. And helped me through both smooth and rocky times. Learning with you has followed me in an incredibly positive constant through multiple locations around the globe in recent years. I want to take this opportunity to express my deep gratitude to you for all you do. I'm going to have to finally send one of those Today's video of my little kids doing the good morning. My boy said, ah, which has become one of my favorite things. Oy what was the guy's name? Uh, from Boca, the guy that came yesterday. Showed me a very nice video of his kids. He said they didn't never trained this kid to do it. He was just saying, one day he said, good morning, my boy said, and his nine-month-old or something goes, ah. So he said, you see, they just pick it up. It's in the house, and they... No, not Firestone. Um, Joburg, um, Jubin, Jubin. Uh, maybe I'm just making that up. Okay, that's some other guy told me his name was. He said he's a Jew from Cuba, so he called himself Jew. Yeah, it's a Miami term. Yeah. You recently mentioned the truth that in these times it's so important for Jews and more so visibly from you than to exercise the constitutional and God-given Second Amendment right to legally bear fire for self-defense. Listen, I just read somebody's email. I personally think it's not a bad idea. We should do some shtablis. Shul should have people like that especially the way I felt in Chicago with the increasing violence and everything and the guy that got killed yesterday, what was it, yesterday in Los Angeles, with the mega, two days ago. Ryan to send a contact to the whole MDY community for all you in here for an expert attorney specializing in everything having to do with firearms, gun policy, and Second Amendment law. He was instrumental in the court, the same with Forrest, New York, to begin issuing pistol permits and is one of the leading national attorneys in this field. He runs Jews all over the country against anti-Semitism in both state and federal court. He's also my dear brother. <laughs> His name is Edward Paltzik. His email is epaltzik at gmail.com. Kitzer, anti-Semitism, the First Amendment. Needless to say that today my son got a nice gift. It's beautiful. He'll be happy to show it to you. And, and because of him, today's shear is a little schwach. Had less hours to spend. Ooh, traveling to one store. Does That's all... Okay, that being said, we go weiter. Harav Rebelli Shlita. First of all, I'd like to thank you for an amazing Shabbos spiritually, emotionally, and of course physically. Before I join you, I was learning about 
two to three hours a day, but sadly, one, only, only feel I did at all was a five-minute chakras. Never made brachas, etc. Since joining Yashir, thanks to Hashem, and you have been davening all fields with a minion, etc. Basically starting acting like a, new, like a Jew should. Like I mentioned, a few people came over to me at the Siam, at a Chassid Shagai with the long beard. The whole thing said the same exact word for word. Really doesn't make sense. I'm currently learning less than I was, but it's changed me completely. You must have an amazing schos. Thank you so much. Your Talmud Anonymous. He put his name in the email thing, but I took out his last name. Please get the shear back to MDY. It's just not the same shear when you're not there. Here's just some pictures. I didn't really put many pictures of uh, the actual seum in New York. Here's a picture of Shabbos. It's, uh, it's a little blurry. And I like the one on the left because it just shows uh, that's Avi Kamiansky <laughs> and uh, Morty Rubin, Benny, Yossi Klein. And uh, what's his name? Simcha from Manchester. But you see three Strymloch, uh, a guy that shaves his head, a guy that came out, you know, it's, it's, it's the gamut. And look at this picture. Over here you have two Strymols. You have <laughs> Mr. Feist, right? Firestone, Simcha. You have a guy there with a ring you can't really see. You have a Lubavitcher. You have a guy with a, a black hat, a guy with a red sweater. A guy with a breast of yarmulke putting his hands up to Shemayim. <laughs> Kids, you have, a, you have a guy with a black hat and a beard. You have it all. There's a lot of Hasidim there in the background, too. Wow. Okay. So that was the... The atmosphere was just that of Achtos. And uh, everybody's welcome. And everybody's part of it. And everybody felt like they were family. And here's another picture of a guy with a giant yarmulke. A guy with a very, very tiny yarmulke sitting together at the shear at the hotel over there. It, just, it, it shows that somebody sent me this picture. You saw a goal scene, the photographer said, this touched up the whole, the whole seal. By the way, you guys over there, you're not going to be able to see the screen. If you want to see the screen, it's over here. So it might, might be a better idea to sit there. Oh, and uh, first of all, MDY wants to wish a tremendous mazel tov to Rafal the barber. We brought in hundreds and hundreds of people to the shir. Everybody that comes to take a haircut by him, he, he, he just, before you take a haircut, you have to swear to him, you're going to do the dab. It's all. <laughs> and uh, he got engaged. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. to you. Mazel Tov. You missed it. I read an email about what? Tell them. Tell Yonison. The second amendment. I got the email today. Today. <laughs> They're kind of it. There's people that are meshugal adavar echad. There's one. There's one mitzvah in the tire for them. All right. The masechta sponsored. Rabbi said there's food over there. Anybody want food? Can grab food. It's right over there. The masechta is sponsored for the unity of Am Yisrael. Paris Achaydish the last day. At Slocha the Schusiyos of Meir Ben Rochel and Yidden worldwide. Paris Achaydish Lilishma Zachay Ben Moishe and Lilishma Zachay Bas Yosef. Paris Achaydish Rufushleima. Daba Devara Basara. That's Gary Ben Moshe's mother and his Rafua Shlema Doyla. The mother of Gershom Ben Moshe. Pichas, clear copper. Lezechinish Masimim Rossi. Merushlam is Bas Pinchas on a yardstick today from her children. Ran intact. Only she full potential should be Zokhan and Axon tremendous success in all my endeavors. Haris Ayoy, Moshe Falik. First yardstick of Tamar Tzipara Bas Rabbi Huda Ariel Shalom. And Mrs. 
who is Mrs. Sipara Falik, Mechaneches La'alofim. She was uh, some sort of teacher principal. Mordechai Sepaznik, L'zech Nishmas, Rav Feivel Cohen, Rav Shragel Feivel, Ben Rav Eliezer Cohen, Zech Etzak Levrocha. You know, Mordechai Sepaznik was at the Shabbos. Upon his first yard site, Mizin Shama have an Aliyah, and maybe a Melitz Yosha for his entire Mishpacha, his entire Kehila, and all of Kala Yisrael. The fifth Parnas Achayda, Ayayim, is our very own Jeff Rosner, who was also there for Shabbos. Lila Nishmas, his very young son, who learned here in Miami last year, and his Nifter, Lila Nishmas, is Simcha Chaim ben Shloyme Yehuda on his first yard site. Amazing Shoma having Aliyah was a big, big zet and a clap for MDY and all of Klai Yisrael. Lila Nishmas, Menachem David ben Nossen, his yard site is today, and the art of the month, sponsored Yosef ben Chai Sara for the Schusim that come. From supporting Limura Torah. So I have a question for the oil. Are you here, guys? Question. If Chachamim were misakin at Akana, they made some sort of gzeira at Akana for your benefit. They wanted to help you out. You, Ruvain against Shimon. They want to help you out. Could you say, you know, today, thank you, but no thank you. I don't want your Takana. I want to do it differently. For example, there's a takana that a woman, she has to give all her earnings to her husband. In return, her husband supports her. Let's say she's a world-class lawyer. She says, no, thank you. Let me keep my own salary. No, thank you. Could you do that? Yeah. Yes. So when there's a takana that Chacham say that you get a certain type of property, you lend money, get a certain type of property, or we're going to see. So L'chaira, a person could say, I forgo, thank you very much, Chachamim, for your takana. Today, I'm not interested in your takana. L'chaira, you could do that. So that's one of the things we're going to learn about. It's interesting that up until now, we were learning very technical sugyas. Today, um, we're going to get into more of svaras sugyas. We're going to get into some very interesting svaras. So it goes like this. We, we were learning about the three types of properties. There's the idis. The Bainanus, Ziburus, Idis is the top of the top, Bainanus is the medium one, and Ziburus is the worst. There are three types of people that collect money. There's a person that had damages done to him, he collects Idis. There's a Balchayv, he lent money, he collects Bainanus. What does a woman collect for Ksuba? Unfortunately, Ziburus. That's just the way it works. Different svaras, when we learn ksubas, we went into it, why and where. So it goes like this. Reboi I check this out. We have some very nice charts for this sugya and for the following sugya as well. Eisvei, ein lo yele idis. So we'll go to the charts. If a person only has idis, and he has these three people that are collecting money, you have a nizak, a malva, and a ksuba. Typically, a woman only collects Ziburis, but he doesn't have Ziburis. He only has the top of the top. He only owns penthouses in Yerushalayim. So, very obvious, they all collect, as you see in the chart, they all collect from the Idis. Bainanis, what if the guy only owns Bainanis? Again, very obvious, they all collect Bainanis. Ziburis, Kulam, Goivin, Ziburis. Now, here, here's where it gets interesting, and here's where the Gemara is going to ask a question. If a person had all three, 
Who collects what? Here's the answer. Exactly what we said. Anizik collects Yiddish. Amalva collects Beninus. And Yonason, you can't sit over there. I don't allow it. You got to sit over there. You got to face the screen. You said ADD, right? This is why we said about our share that ADHD stands for attention deficit. Hey, donut. <laughs> and then he said, but when it comes to MDY, it's attention deficit. Hey, daf. <laughs> okay, so here you go. You have Ziburus, Beninus, and Nidus. And you have the three types of people that collect money. Anizik, Malvin, Suba. This is how it goes. The woman collects the uh, Ziburus, the Nizik collects the Idis, and the Malva collects from the Beninus. But here's where it gets interesting. What if he only has two? He has Idis and Beninus. Now, obviously, the Idis goes to the Nizik, and the Malva gets the Beninus. But what about the woman? She has no choice. There's no Ziburus. So she'll collect from the Beninus. That's great. What about this case right over here? Now this is where the Gemara is going to ask a question from. This case right over here. If all he has is the medium type of property and the lesser, the, the worst of the worst, then the Nizakin, you, you can't collect something that the guy doesn't have. The guy only has a Beninus. So even the Nizik gets Beninus, he, he drops down. The Malva gets what he's supposed to get, which is Beninus. And the woman gets what she's supposed to get. The only difference here is the Nizik. What if he only has Idis? Now we're going to go, we're going to ask a question from this case. So remember this case, we'll go back to it. Idis Viziburis, what if he has two properties? The best and the worst, then Nizokin Vidis, Viziburis. Then you go down a step. The, the, the Malva, unfortunately, cannot get his Beninus because there is no Beninus. Time out. Idis Viziburis, Nizokin Vidis, Ubachoi Viziburis, Viziburis, there's a mistake. Okay. It should show the arrow going to the Malva to the Ziburus. Okay. I can't change it now. We'll have to change it later. I didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> Just to reiterate what we said yesterday, the difference between Ziburus and Idis, it has the same value on the market. Just one is compact. It's like a small apartment in Yerushalayim. And the other one is like, 20 acres in Idaho. They have the same value, just it's spread out on a, on a larger area. And uh, Rav Shteyman says it's a muscle to a person who learns Beritzifa. So let's say a person learns without looking at his phone. doesn't look at his phone. Every, every two minutes there's a text message, there's a, there's a WhatsApp. There's a, he puts his phone away. That's it. This. You get compact learning. That has the same value as somebody that learns for three, four hours, and every two minutes he's picking up a phone, talking to somebody, and being distracted. So says the Gemara like this. We want to know, because yesterday we had a question. What does it mean, Idis, Is it Does it mean that he, this individual has three properties? 
He lives in Idaho and he has three properties in Idaho. He has a Ziburus, Beinunas, and Nidus. Or no, we're not, we're not looking at this guy. We're looking at the world. What is it in the world? What's considered Idus? In the world, what's considered Beinunas? So the Chayra over here, we have a Raya. Why? So let's go back to this case. If he only has the medium type of karka and ziburis, then those two people, the, the guy that got damaged and the guy that he owes money to, they go to the medium property. But if you, you go... And you assess the property based on what this individual owns. He's in Idaho, or forget Idaho, what he owns. How many, usually people own one property. Very successful, two. So that goes by what you own. I have a property, I have a, I have a let's say a vacation property in Israel. I have a property in Miami. So for me, the property in Israel is the Idis, and the property in Miami is the Beninus, let's say. But ask the Gemara, according to what you just said, look, why in the world, look at this thing, why in the world does the middle guy, the Malva, take Beninus? You call it Beninus, but guess what? It's the owner's idis. It's his best of the best. That's what he owns. For him, it's the number one thing. Why does he deserve to collect from the Beninus? It's really not Beninus. There should be a sign on it called idis. Akopanem, something's up here. So what do you see? You see that we, we don't go by Bishaloi. We don't evaluate the property based on what he owns. We evaluate based on the world. And the world, Bet Shemesh, for instance, that's the Marshall here, Bet Shemesh is considered a Bainanus. So that's why the Malva takes the, the one in Bet Shemesh. Because if you're going to base it on what he owns, for him it's Idis. He only has two properties. One is in Kfar Sabra, one is in Bet Shemesh. The Bet Shemesh is his Idis. So the, you see from this sugya that we don't care about what he owns. We care about what the world says and what the world considers. And the world considers Bachamesh average, mediocre. The Mr. Malva guy, he should only collect from Ziburis. So the Gemara says a few answers on that. By the way, when it comes to this, I'm just throwing this out there because we're going to get into Sugi soon. But when it comes to Ruchnius, what do you guys think? When it comes to Ruchnius, does Hashem judge you based on what the world does? Everybody else does this and this and this? Or based on what you're capable of doing? What you're capable of doing. Hashem doesn't care. You have a certain kishrin. You're smarter than everybody. So then you have to do more than everybody. You have more zitzflesh than other people. You're able to sit more. Then you have to do more. You have more ADD than other people. Then you could do less, maybe. But Hashem is going to judge you based on what you're capable of. And he knows what you're capable of, and you know what you're capable of. So you shouldn't be saying, oh, but he only does this and this and that. It's not important what he does. So when it comes to you, you b'shaloi him shaman. So anyways, the Gemara says, oh, my skin on. And this teretz, says Rashi, is going to go according to b'shaloi shaman. In other words, we care about what he owns, what this individual owns. So it goes like this. Take a look at this um, chart right over here. Very posh. Here. This is the case. The case is, in fact, the guy did have three properties, and one of them really is this, and it's in Yerushalayim, let's say. And today, 
but Shemesh became his idis. Why? Because he had an idis and it was sold. You see, it's sold. So we're going to look at what he has today. You're right that when he lent the money, he had idis, but it's sold. And the shibud, shibud means that there's a lien. Where's the lien? The lien for the malva is on the middle property. So that's all we care. Today, the middle property, the benini, that's considered as idis. The reason why we call it Bainanus is because once upon a time he did have three properties. Today he only has two. But at the time of the loan, he had three. And in fact, that's what Rav Chizda said. I'll prove it to you. It makes more sense. Because this is a Mafurusha Brisa that says the opposite of us. It says, Bainanus is Ziburis if the guy only has a mediocre one and a Ziburis, a bad one. Nizakim bebeinenis, and over here it says different than what we said. Balchayv uksubasisha beziburis. Over here it says mafurish that the malva goes to the worst, not like what we said that the malva goes to the beinenis. So we have a contradiction. Where do you give the malva from? Do you give him from the worst or from the middle one? Kashin adadi. By the way, you understand? I feel bad that this is your first day here. It gets much easier than this. This is a, this is a tough one. This is, you can handle it. So we have a contradiction. On the one hand, if, if you lent money to somebody, it says over here, he could only go after the worst property if you only have two, a medium and a worst. And by us, we said before that if he only has two properties, go to the medium one. Which one is it? So we must answer what we just answered. The one is where he had three properties originally, and now he's down to two. And the other one is where he only has two properties. I'm sorry. It goes like this. Okay. We're not talking about a case like that, that he had a third one. So, and, and Rashi says it over here. We're going in. We're going based on what the world considers Idis and Ziburis. The second b'raisa, where it says that you, you go after the ziburis, you give, I'm sorry, yeah, you give the b'chayv ziburis. Because his medium one is like worth, like the idis of the world. Again, this terrace is going that we have to consider what the world considers, good and bad. His medium property, what we call medium, is actually, in the world, is considered top of the top. Creme de la creme. It's the penthouse and the most expensive building in Miami. That's his medium. That's his mediocre. So if that's his mediocre, the Malva can't say, hey, give me your mediocre. Eh, it's not fair. The Malva doesn't deserve it, so therefore the Malva goes down to Ziburis. Because again, we're going based on what the world is considering, according to this tarot. And now we're a case that the Malva does go after the Beninus, is because his bainus is not even wor- not worth as much as the others. So you give him your bainus. Stam a joke out there that uh, because Lezeich Nishmas Rebbe Mordechai Zrachi was just nifter what last week, two weeks ago. So a bacher came to him, a bacher in Gaman, just got married. He learned by him He said, "Listen, I don't know what to do. We just got married, and my wife she makes terrible food, terrible food." I don't know what to do. 
if I tell her this, she's going to get insulted. If I say I like it, she'll keep on making it. What do I do? So they were learning Baba Kama. So Baruch Martha said, tell her that her Ziburis is like the Edis of the world. Her terrible food is like the best food of the world. And maybe she'll get the hint. Okay, anyways. You have to know where Baruch Martha is, Rachi. Do not try it at home. Not a good answer. I think he was kidding. Anyway, Zog de Gemar. No, we're going to go with another pshat. So the first pshat that we had was what? That we we consider what he owns. It's based on what he owns. His this, his bainanus. The second pshat was we go based on what the world considers. And now we're going to mix the two. No, his bainani his was like the bainani of the world. Between the two braces. The second brace that says that the Balchayv gets Ziburis because he holds that it goes based on what you have. And he had two properties. One is called a Bainanus, one is called a Ziburis. His Bainanus is actually the Idis because Shalayim Sham. So you don't give the best, you give the worst to the Malva. But the next brace holds, our brace holds, Bishalayim Sham. You have to consider what the world holds. And according to the world, your best property is only a benini. A benini you give to the Balchayv. Ravina Omar, Bidula Pligi. So again, we're going to go back. So Ula says, Rabbi says, it's very good to remember this. A lender, he could go after your median property. Who said? So in fact, the Gemara is going to explain now that the Torah said he should go after the worst. But it's that the Kanes Chachamim, they go after the middle one. Why? Nobody will lend money anymore. Very good. So it's the So now you understand that if somebody wants to forego that the Kanes Chachamim, it doesn't work out for him. You could do it. Why not? According to the Torah, Balchayi Beziburus. Balchayi should only get paid from the worst of the worst. When you come to pick up your collateral, stand outside, and the person that owes you money, he'll bring out the Ovet to you. What's the minute? The minute is, if you don't have to give more, you just give the least that you can possibly. So he comes to, he knocks on the door, could I have collateral? So you give him the biggest shemat that you have in the in your house. Like the guy came collecting on my door. Very strong. He says, I'm here for the mikvah. Can you please donate to the mikvah? I said, sure. <laughs> I went and I brought him a cup of water. You give him the, li- the least <laughs> the least you possibly could give. That's how it works. Lemais, no, seriously, at the end of the day, that's how I started off. But at the end, he was good. This guy, um, what's his name? Zipson or uh, no, I forgot his name. Ended up getting there nice, whatever. We have a room there. Baruch Hashem. Took like 10 years to open, but it's there. And you think that the first part is true. Not the second part is not even true. Whatever. Zagimar. <laughs> you give the the least of the least. So why, in fact, do you have to pay the lender with your medium property? We don't want people to stop lending money. We had yesterday, you could even pay back with a bunch of brand, a bunch of garbage. You have all these things that are. People don't want to lend money because of this. So we have to make it easier to lend money. Don't worry about it. You're going to get a medium property. 
The first price that we had that the, the lender gets, his better property goes according to this Ula that we made at the corner for him. The second b'risa doesn't hold of this takana, and you give him the worst of the worst, and that's why the second b'risa says that the lender gets the ziburis. Just someone to get to here. We see in the parsha that ever in the beginning, he said, oh, don't worry about it, I don't want any money. And of course, Avram Avinu showed him the 400, and he, his eyes widened. Oh, okay, fine, he takes the money. Roshal Shvadron just points out that when it comes to, a lot of people think, when I get older, when I get more mature, when I 50, 40, 50, 60, my Midas will change, I'll become a better Balmidas, etc. Et he says it's a, it's a mistake that people make, that people should work on their Midas when they're younger and they have an easier time. Because when you're older, the same bad Midas remain, sometimes it switches and it turns into another type of Taiva or whatever, but the Midas always remain the same. You see here, and he said a mushal, he said a Maisa Shahaya that he was at a place where a guy was dying. He was on his deathbed. And the guy was trying to give his family Musr. And he said that, he said to his family, I'm sitting here dying. If somebody gave me money now, I would grab it and put it under my pillow. And the guy died. He was trying to make a point that even when a person's one foot away from the caver, he still has Tyvus Mammon. Which doesn't make any sense because what is he going to do with that money? But that's how it is. Zogdi Gemara. Tanar Abana. Machar leechad or leshloisha b'nei adam keechad. So we have a chart for this. Oh. Rabbi I hear the symbols for there's karka that's meshubad, meaning if you borrow money from somebody, then there's a lien on your property. And that lien, you come and you, you collect money from the, if he doesn't pay you in cash, you come and you take his property away from B'nai Chayrin, from available properties. Now, if you sell the property, and that's the only property you have, then the lender could go after that property that you sold, that's called Meshubad. Properties in general are Meshubad. So the lien follows the property. You can't get out of it. If you sell a property till this very day, there's something called a lien. So if you, you sell a property and you didn't do a title search or whatever, then you owe the money. The, whoever was owed money on that property could go after that property. That's called Meshubah. So a person could have B'nai Chayrin. You first come to him and he has to give you from, from his real estate. That's free to pay back. What if a person has two properties and he has a loan and he sold one property? The halacha is, you can't go after the one he sold. You go to the Bnei Chayrin. You go to the one that's not sold, the Bnei Chayrin. You don't go to the Meshuvah. Okay. Says Gemara, This guy owes three people. He got divorced, so he owes a ksuba to his wife. He damaged somebody's car. He's a mazik, so he's chayv to the nizik. What does he pay the nizik? Yiddis. What does he pay his Okay. So Rabbi Yisai, we're holding like 17 lines from the bottom of the Avchesim with Beis. Torah Baron. Just to see, you can see on this, uh, the chart over here, a nefraim and a chazim shu'abadim. You cannot go, if you're a lender, you can't go after sold properties that have a lien on them. B'makim she'ez b'nei when there's other properties available that 
the borrower still owns. Okay. If somebody sold either to one person right away, three properties, or in one day, it doesn't matter one is in the morning, one is in the afternoon, in one day he sold his three properties to three different people or to one person. So here goes. Since this guy, what? You said Ahmed Bez, Ahmed Aleph. Ahmed Aleph, yeah, Ahmed Aleph. I said Ahmed Bez, fine. So since this guy owes three people money, he owes a ksuba to a wife and a malva and an izuk, so each one gets, here you go, he sold three properties to three people all in the same day. Here goes, boom. So each one goes to the person that bought the property, the guy that bought the ziburas has to pay the wife, the guy that bought the Idus has to pay the Nizuk, etc. That's if they bought it all in one day. What if they bought it here? In three different days. On day two, another guy bought the Bainus. On day three, another guy bought the Ziburus. So they all go to the last one. Why? I explain. Since you cannot go after Nechasim Shuabadim, you can't go on a property, you can't take a lien on a property that was sold if he still owns another property, even if he sold it after he lent them, borrowed the money. And even though the property that remains by him is not that good of a property, Ziburis, you still go after the Ziburis. You go after the buyer when you don't have a choice. But if he owns a property, you go after that property. So since Ziburis was the last one on the list that he sold, you go after the Ziburis. Yichab? You with me? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Rabbi Davis, you with me? You look like you're still in London at this. You're just like, okay. <laughs> so you watch it again later. Again, a guy had three properties. Zibur's better than this. He sold them to three different people three different days. So you go after the last property of the Ziburis. Why? Because that was the one that was available last. That's the one that he held on to the longest. And all three people go to that property. And if that last property is not worth enough to pay all three people, then you go to the one right before that, to the Beninus. Then you go to the Inus. How do you sell three properties to one person? If you sold them all in one shot, in one document, that's, why does the Gemara have to say that? If I, if I sell to three different people, one at 9 o'clock in the morning, one at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, one at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, all before Shkia, they're all considered sold at one time, where it's possible that one was bought earlier than the other. Nevertheless, all three become, instead of the owner, so certainly if you sell to one, it must mean when you sell to one person, you sold in three different days. How come when it comes to three people, you tell each person says, go to the last guy. I, when I bought my Idis, I left a Beninus and a Ziburus. And when the guy bought the Beninus, he left the Ziburus. Just go to the Ziburus guy. Don't come to us. So when one guy buys three different properties on three different days, why does he have to give away his best property? He should say, when I bought the best property, I left two properties at the seller. When I bought my second property, I left one property to sell. Go to the worst property, the last one. So 
Says Gemara, you're right. It's a great question. But over here we're talking about a special circumstance. You're right, you go to the last property. Because what? The last property happens to be the best property. Who told you that the case was Idis Ben Ziburis? It was Ziburis Ben Zidis. His last, last one was the Idis. And that's the one they go after. Ask the Gemari, let everybody come and get the Idis. Because that was the last, last one. What happened? Ruvain bought three properties. He bought a Ziburis. The next day he bought the Bainanis from the guy. The next day he bought the Idis from the guy. Come the three collectors. The wife, the Nizik, and the Balchayv. And they come to him and say, pay. Bukhari should have to pay from the last one, which is the Idis. So the wife in this case will get the best of the best, not the Ziburis. So he says, no. Each one of you, you better take what you typically deserve. You woman, you get Ziburis. You Balchayv, you get Bainanis. Don't come to me for the better stuff. Why? Vilay, he threatens them. Madrana started the Ziburis Lamare. I'll do some trick. I'll give it right back to the to the seller. And you'll all get Ziburis. I'm going to send back the Ziburis to the seller. And therefore, what's the halacha? You don't go after Nechasim and Shuabadim if there are B'nai Chayrim. The guy that owes three people money to begin with, he has a Ben Chayrim. He has his own field. It happens to be Ziburis. All of you, Bachayv also is not even going to get Beninus, he's going to get Ziburis. How come he can't say the same thing to the Nizik guy? If you don't be quiet, you'll go straight and you get your Ziburis. So the Gemara just slugs up the whole thing. Everything we just said now, we have to be talking about a different case, and therefore nothing really works, and we're back to the original question. Now what we're talking about, that the guy that owes all these people money, he died, and he left orphans. The They don't have to pay. They only have to pay the, the Balchayv and everybody else if the father left a field. Now, he didn't leave anything. If they're going to get it back, So, this Shibud, of the, the guy that, that, that sold, the, the Koina, is that he, he himself has his mukhuyiv in it. The bottom line is, we're talking about an interesting case, the Zisoyimir, and you can't go after them, and anything that comes to them afterwards is considered as if it's not from the father. It's their own thing. If they got back the field, if somebody gave them the field and forced it back, it's, it's not as if they had a field when the father died that they have to pay from it. It's like a brand new thing, and therefore it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work in all the cases. The bottom line is, why is it if he bought the Idis all the way at the end, why does the Bachayv not collect? Because the answer is like this. If he bought the Idis all the way at the end, why did the Chachamim? Aaron, tell Eliza that I'm in the middle of sharing here. If, why did the Chachamim fix chus for me? I, I think Aaron was in one other share of mine in all these years. It's close, my son Ara. Go ahead. Were you at a shear? Where are you? In Ramavit Shemesh. I remember you came in, but you did for the whole thing. There's no chant. So, time in my he could say like this The whole reason why you want to come to me and grab 
from the others. The whole reason why Chacham said that we made a takana, and in that you can't come after Meshubad if there's Ben Chayrin. They're just trying to help me. I know about the Kantelay I don't like, I don't want this Takana now. That's what we said established in the beginning of this year. If you don't like this Takana, then you can do away with it. The reason why we take, the reason why we, if a person um, has one field left, the reason why we take from that, the last field, we, we should take from this, is for his good. But over here, it's it's not for his good. It's, it, it, it doesn't work. It works against him. So therefore, I don't want the Takana. And where do we see this idea? If a person says, I don't want Takana Sacham, it's for my good. And today I'm saying, no, thank you. Like this. We're going to see what like this means. He's allowed to say that. Mike going to What is that? A woman could tell her husband, Thank you, but no, thank you. I don't need your food. I'm Michael Tavis. I earn a lot more money than you. And you don't need to support me. I'll support myself and I'll have my own bank account. So, fine. There was a, a guy that is. Wife wasn't feeling well on Erev Shabbos. And uh, the husband said, fine, I'll take care of everything. He baked chalas, made the chalm, did the whole thing. She comes out of the room and she looks around and she sees that he's like he's on top of everything. And beautiful Shabbos, fish. Did. So she went back to her room and she, she remained sick for the rest of Shabbos. So he goes to, to his Rebbe. He says, I understand, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I thought I was being a good husband. So he said, no. What you should have done is should have bought like a can of gefilte fish and some bad challah from the store. Like this, she would, now she feels like she's unappreciated. She, whatever, whatever she does and she works hard, you can do it also. And um, Lamaisa, I'm very macro on that also. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be careful. You can't, you can't really help that much at home because... <laughs> A woman could say, I don't want you to help me. You don't get my money. I don't get your help. Shalom Yisrael. Zodim Yimar. Pshita. We're going, going through a few cases here. Machar lekeach beinanes viziburiz v'shir idis lefano. So, I think we have a chart for this. Oh, here. Let's just see the, the terrace of Rabba here. He bought this at the end. Okay, it's a whole little thingy going on here. Okay, we're up to here. Machar loikeach beirines viziburis v'shir idis lefanov. You didn't even get it, guys. You didn't get to the staff in yeshiva. No way. Tafchas in yeshiva. Okay, yeshiva. You went to. You should only learn three, four daft the whole year. He doesn't know. Okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Then for sure not. Mocha lakeach beinez viziburiz v'shir idis lefanov. If the seller had three fields and he sold the beinez and the ziburiz, but he left the idis for himself. What's the Allah boy say here? Look at this. He sold two fields. Then everybody comes after him for the idis because that's what he has left. 
and you don't go after Meshubadim when you have Bnei Chayrim, and in this case, the Bnei Chayrim are Idis, so they all gain, they all get the best of the best. Because the, this is the last one left. That he could say, go after the medium, the mediocre one and the bad one. You can't do that. So he could just, they go. Over here, he can't say, I don't want the Takanis Chacham. They go after him. They go after the Zibur, the Idis. But what if he sold the best here? What just happened? Oh. He sold the Idis. Is that it? No. No. Hold on. Mocher Idis. Here we go. He sold the Idis. It's interesting uh, the way. Okay. And he left the Benus and Ziburs. My. What's Allah? So by the Maymar, so by want to say, also Kulu Govu Raboisai. Do we have another sugi after this? Yeah, a little bit. We'll do this quickly. He left the two bad ones by him. So I thought that's like in this case, like in this, these arrows over here, they go and they get this. But it's not true. Because what did the guy sell? He sold everything that he has in his property. He sold them it all. He sold them all what he's entitled to that he also sold. Not just the property, but anything, all the other stuff. And since, if they came to the original guy, he would just defer them to the Bainanis and the Ziburis. And even though, when he sold the Bainanis and the Ziburis, he still had did this. And you can't go after sold properties. When you have something, but he could say, The kids are, he says, I want to be like you. I want to have all your schosim. And that's why I bought it. I bought it on the condition that I could be like you. And since you could defer to the Benes and the Ziburis, so can I. I'm not giving from my property. If Ruvain sold everything he owned, I remember, you could look it up, I think it was a guy in Australia that sold everything he owned. All his property, his house with all the furniture, all his clothing, all his shoes, and he even sold, I remember this, he even sold all his friends. That's what he said, selling everything. Everything, he was left with his passport and money from the sale. So this is what the guy did. The guy, you know, people now in New York are doing it. They moved to Miami. You leave everything in New York behind. Everything. He sold all his real estate to Shimon. I don't want to have anything to do with New York. Here's the chart, boys. Here it goes. The guy owes money. But Ruvain has three fields. Look what he did. Boom. He sold them all to Shimon. Look what Shimon does. He sells one field. And we're going to see. It's very... The Gemara is going to really squeeze it until we figure out what it is, but it's basically the Bainanis. He sold one field. And then the Ruben owes money. 
So the guy could collect, right? Because he had a lien on all these fields, on all the three fields. Now, who does the guy collect from? Shimon, the first purchaser, or the second purchaser? He could, he could go after any field he wants. Shimon and Levi. Now the Gemara is going to squeeze it. And figure out exactly what we're talking about. It's talking about because he sold the medium one. But it was like this, Rabbi Isai. If he sold the Ziburus and it is the third guy, then he cannot come after the third guy. There's a reason why I bought those two properties and didn't buy the mediocre one. Why? I wanted because I wanted something that they're not going to come after me. And even in a case like we said before, where he took the medium one, the mediocre one, it's only because he didn't leave another Benini by Shimon. But if he left another Benini by Shimon, then the creditor, the guy that, that's owed money, cannot come after Levi. I left you, when I bought my field from Shimon, I left you a place to go grab from. There's another Bainanist there. So again, the Gemara is saying, when could the Malva go after Levi? <laughs> Only when he buys a Bainani property and he did not leave another Bainani property by Shimon. And now a very, very easy few lines here and then we're done for today. Omar Abai. Ruben sold a, a field to Shimon Bachrais. Typically, every field that you sell is Bachrais. Almost. And then comes the Bachayv, let's call him Levi, and he grabs the field away from Shimon. Says Gemara, very simple halacha. Could, could Levi tell Ruben, the original guy that sold the field, I don't know who you are, get out of here. Or could Ruben go to Bezdin and testify and invoke a shvua and make Levi's life miserable. Here's the question. Ruvain owed money to Levi once upon a time. Ruvain went ahead and sold his real estate to Shimon. Now Levi is going after Shimon because Shimon is a lien on Shimon's property. Where does Ruvain come into the picture? Ruvain was the original owner, you're right. And Ruvain was the original borrower. Does Ruvain have a right to show up in Bezdin? Yes or no, Rabbi say yes or no. You hear the question? Reuben borrowed money from Levi and he sold, he was tricky, he sold his real estate to Shimon. And now Levi knows that he has nothing, he's not going to get a dime out of Reuben. So he goes after Shimon because there's a lien on that property. Could Reuben help Shimon out in Bezdin? Or Levi tells Reuben, get out of here, I don't want to see you, you're a bad guy, I don't know who you are, etc. Who, Shimon? Yeah. Shimon go after after Reuben. Correct. Correct. So what are you saying? It's a no-brainer. Says our attorney. Debt free. Your attorney, right? Yeah. And you're also an attorney. Michael and Michael. Michael and Michael. <laughs> you're gonna say Machlagas, because you're not an attorney. Sigmar <laughs> <laughs> says they're right. Do you know who? Very simple. He has all the right Ruben to go there. Not only go there, he could say, I want you to swear. Swear that I didn't pay you back. 
And Levi, the lender, cannot say, Who are you? I don't know who you are. Because he could tell him, Of course I have something to do with this. Because if you're able to remove the property out of Shimon's possession, I'm going to have to pay Shimon cash for that property. It was with a guarantee. Like every property. And some say, Even in a situation where there's no guarantee, because he could say, I am going to show up here, and I am going to stick up for Shimon. I, I dive in the same shul as him. I don't need Shimon to be mad at me. I need to stick up for him. Rabbi have a wonderful day. Yishkan for coming out here. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, Motzi Shabbos at 9 o'clock. Thank you, Michael, for the chong, for all the good food.